You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello lovely people and welcome to today's Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets podcast. I hope you're all having a great week. Now today I'm going to be talking about what you need to start your own business and I remember when I first opened my cafe bar and bakery I had a very long list of practical things I needed to do like find tables and chairs, get equipment, sort out menus, all of that kind of thing and I'll be talking about some of those things in future episodes but today I'm going to talk a little bit about the other things that you might need to start your own business. And I remember when I opened Elsie Mays, it was definitely very much a roller coaster of emotions and all kinds of things. So some days I would be feel like I'm in complete control and other days there'll be kind of that overwhelming of, oh my gosh, what have I done? What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing and all of those kind of things. So and when I when I opened Elsie Mays, I pretty much did most stuff from Google. I kind of guessed at what I might needed to do. I didn't really have that resource of turning to someone for advice and going, hey, I'm trying to do this. What do I do? Um, I didn't have any of that. I literally just had to sort of wing it in the best way possible. So fake it till you make it. It's a great piece of advice. And also it was a completely new industry for me. I'd never worked in the hospitality industry, so it was definitely all new. So I had a bit of a think about if I was doing it again, what would I what would be helpful for me to actually get myself set up? And I've come up with this Bossit method. The Bossit method is a framework that you can use in your business to help set you up for every success possible and help you grow it in the best way possible. And I wish I had a framework like this that I could have worked to when I first started my cafe, bar and bakery, because some of these key things would have been really useful for me to have and keep reminding myself as I grew my business of what I needed to do. So BOSIT stands for boundaries, organisation, self-motivation, systems, intuition and trust. And I'm going to go into each one of these as well as talk about them in my future episodes. So B for boundaries. And this could also be balanced. But I did talk a little bit about this on my previous episode. But one thing I certainly learned the hard way was not putting clear boundaries in my business between my business and my home life. And it's very easy when you're running your own business and you become a new business owner that it sort of starts to take over your life a little bit and it can be very mentally and physically tiring, particularly in hospitality where you can be on your feet all day. Some days I was on my feet, I have a a tracker on my wrist and some days I would be doing 35,000 steps in one day and you don't realise how physically tired as well as mentally tiring it can be because you are constantly on the go. And It is definitely something I learned was actually really making sure you allow yourself time to have some downtime, have some rest, spend some time with your family and actually allow yourself to recuperate and recover because it can be very exhausting. So before you even get to a point of starting your business, think about 
what kind of work-life balance you're really going to want because even though it's a passion that you're wanting to do well I hope it is because most businesses should be built on passion um really also think about what time you need for yourself and you're the only one that really truly understands what your body and what your mind needs so make sure you put those boundaries in in place so that your business is really clear on what it can and can't do and To make your business a success, you don't need to work longer and harder. You just need to work smarter. And that is one thing you really need to think about is how you're going to work smartly so you can maximise on that time when you're at work. O stands for organisation because running your own business, you are going to have to be organised. And some days you will feel like you aren't organised. And some days you'll feel like you cannot cope with the amount of work you've got on. But if you put some systems in place, then it will help you stay on track. And I highly recommend taking a whole day or a couple of days out to really plan how you're going to make the most of your working days and how your working week looks like. So if, for instance, you're writing social media content, schedule some stuff in in advance. So do a whole week of content so that it's all done in one go and then you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the week. So time blocking has been something that I think is really useful and helpful so that you can be really clear on what your capacity is what you can do and how you can then balance your workload to the best of its ability like I said working smarter not harder is definitely the way to go I've worked harder and not smarter and it definitely doesn't work so definitely think about how you can organize yourself what things that you need to do and really focus on what's important rather than what's urgent because that is going to get the most out of your business so the first s stands for self-motivation and you are going to need self-motivation to run your own business when i quit my nine to five job and i was really looking forward to being my own boss it was something I'd always wanted to do because I hate being bossed around by other people it's just something I'm not very good at and I've always been very lucky because all of my managers have been very good and very decent and I've never been micromanaged in that way but being able to make my own decisions was something I was looking forward to what I didn't really think about was that being your own boss means you have to make all the decisions yourself. You didn't have someone that can be your safety net that you could ask those, oh, I'm thinking of doing this, what shall I do here? You don't have that in the same way anymore. And you are going to have to figure out the best ways to keep yourself motivated. Because on long days when you're getting a bit tired and things don't seem to always be going correctly and you're not sure, you feel unsure of what you're doing and that confidence is hitting a bit of a low, you're going to have to pick yourself back up. And there are lots of different groups around that can really help you kind of keep yourself motivated and you can go to for support and help. And I am certainly here if you are feeling like you need a bit of pick me up motivation. Feel free to drop me a message, a DM at Naomi Rose Baking Boss, and I'll happily give you a little pick me up. But really think about what you need to keep yourself motivated, whether it's putting a post-it note on your laptop that reminds you of why you're doing your business and it all comes down to the reason you're doing your business is what's going to keep you motivated it's because you love doing what you do you love to bake some days it's going to be a bit tough but there are going to be so many rewards so 
think about how you will keep yourself motivated. What sort of things do you need to do to get yourself up in the morning on those days you really don't need want to do that? Keep yourself going is going to be key to your business success. So my second S stands for systems and the systems that you put in place will really help you keep focused on what your business goals are and how you're going to operate to the best of your abilities to make sure you get to them and put those structures in place to make sure that you can really keep focused on your goals. And Every element, every area of your business will need some form of system. It doesn't need to be complicated and it really shouldn't be because if it's complicated, it means you probably won't do it. But it's about thinking how you can really have that consistency and make your business as easy as possible to get everything right and achieve it. All your systems should really relate back to what your goals are as well. So you can make sure you keep your business on track and focused on what you're hoping to achieve of it. And that will make sure you're set up to have the best success possible. So to give you an example of a system I had in place at Elsie's was around serving customers food and drink. Fairly straightforward. That was the whole premise of my business. My goal was to sell food and drink. So I needed a system in place to make sure that that worked properly. And you can see that it sounds quite straightforward, but there are actually a lot of steps in that process to getting that right and keeping it consistent for the customers so that if they come back again, they get the same experience every single time. And when you're ordering food and drink, there is actually quite a few people sometimes that goes through. So again, having that consistency and that system in place means that All my staff knew what they were doing at any one point. So whoever was doing whichever job, they would all come in. The customer would still experience the same thing. So if you start at step one, the customer comes up to the till orders. Then the front of house team, step two, has to put the order in on the till. So I need to make sure the till system has the right system place so that it's easy for the staff to use and that the order is correct when it comes out of the printer so every time someone orders it used to print out a ticket that told the relevant front of house or kitchen team what exactly they needed to make so then once that had done the customer then step three pay Um, so you need to make sure that the technology was in place to make sure the payment went through correctly And then step four, the customer goes sit back down again and then the drinks and hot food or cold food, whatever they decided would be made. So from that point, then the front of house team would make sure that the customer had cutlery. They had everything they needed They'd get their hot drinks and the kitchen team would start making the food. And the other part in this sort of process was that the teams had to communicate. So there was a system in place for them to communicate. So for instance, if we were going into a very busy period, the kitchen team would say whether there was a wait on food or the front of house team, if they were suddenly very busy on making hot drinks, would tell the kitchen that to hold on doing some of the food for a moment so they could catch up on doing some of the drinks. So again, there was another system in place in that. So it allowed that flexibility of if there was busy periods of time that the staff knew how to communicate with each other to make sure that everything was served in the best way possible to make sure that the customer had the best experience possible. Then once the food, um, the drink were made, then 
the customers would then receive their drinks and then the kitchen would let the front of house team know when the food was ready using a bell most of the time although we did have some buttons that had various different noises just to make life a little bit more fun and the front of house team will then come and collect the food and take it to the customer making sure that the customer has everything they need so even that simple task of serving a customer food and drink you can see how many different elements of a system you need in place to get that right so by having that system in place from the get-go might seem like a lot of legwork but you've got the consistency to begin with so putting that in place at the very beginnings of your business and all systems can be adjusted over time as you start working through things you'll find where you can make efficiencies or where things don't work so you can adjust them but it's about making sure that you've got the right tools in your box to begin with so it can set you up to work towards something that will then become a very well-oiled machine and again this will allow you to work smarter not harder and get all of those customer experiences your experiences will be so much easier and so much better in the long run So the I of Bossit stands for intuition. And maybe you can think of a time when you decided not to trust your gut instincts. And just think about a minute how that worked out. Was it the right decision or the wrong decision? I'm going to read a great quote out from Henry Ford, who was the founder of the Ford Motor Company, because I'm a bit of a lover of a great quote. And he said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. This is your business. This is your business you're doing. It's not someone else's. It's not the one over the road. It's not the other cake maker down the street. It's not the other coffee shop that you've been to before. This is your business. So you're going to have to learn how to trust your gut instincts and go with the knowledge you have. I spent a lot of time trying to Google my answer, compare myself to everyone else. And usually it ended up being the wrong decisions that I make at the end of it. I learned that I needed to trust my own gut instincts of whether people thought I was right or wrong and also remember that opinion is the lowest form of knowledge and you probably will get a lot of people giving you their opinions on how you should run your business but the only person who can really decide that is you so whether you think you can or you think or you can't you are right in the words of Henry Ford trust your instincts because they were the best ones you can go with You know your business better than anyone, so really believe your gut and trust what your intuition is telling you. And if your intuition is wrong, you've learned something, you've gained some knowledge in your experience, and that is perfectly fine. It is going to be okay to get stuff wrong. You are human, and not everything is going to work in the way you imagined it, but that's great. As long as you take learnings from that and move forward in your business, then you are not going to lose anything from making mistakes. So the final letter of the Bossit method is T, which stands for trust. And there are two parts to this. So the first part relates to my previous point of intuition, and that is you are going to have to know how to trust and believe in yourself. So one thing I struggled with was that self-confidence and that self-belief of knowing how to run a business and knowing what I was doing was right for the customers. And some of that was probably partly imposter syndrome because I was coming at it from never having run my own business and never being in the industry before and if you're in that same place you might be feeling a lot of the same things but as I got more confident in my business and started to believe in myself a bit more I learned how to trust what decisions I was making 
and you will have people that will challenge you along the way, whether that be customers or if you have staff, your staff will also challenge your decisions. But you have to really be clear on trusting what decision is right for you and right for your business because you are the leader of that business, you are the owner and you know what decisions will be right to make and you have to trust yourself and believe in yourself with those decisions and certainly with the world of technology these days it is so much easier to analyze information and data and use data to help you make really sound decisions rather than just guess them out of thin air so you know look at what works look at what doesn't work and you can then have faith that your decisions that you make are based on sound facts. The other part of trust is trusting the people around you. So if you're going to have staff that are working with you, and it could even be consultants, so say like for an example, an accountant or a PA person or your suppliers, you're going to have to put a certain amount of trust in making sure that they can deliver and do the jobs that they have been promised that they will do for you and as a business owner and a leader because you are a leader of your business think about what you might need to put in place to make sure that you can really trust your staff to do what they need to do or the people around you how you are going to delegate those tasks and some of this will come back to some of the previous things I've said where I've talked about having the right systems in place. If you have those systems in place, it will make it a lot easier to trust everything going on around you because you know you've got everything set up that will minimise any mistakes or anything going wrong where you don't feel like you have to micromanage this, uh, situations. And I am not the kind of person that likes to micromanage. I really hate being micromanaged myself. I don't like to micromanage other people. And if that is something that you don't like to do, then really think about what you might need to put in place to make sure that you can give your the people around you and your team the best opportunity to do their jobs to the best of their ability so that you can delegate tasks really clearly and really easily so they know what they're doing. And then that way, then you've built this relationship of trust, which makes it a much better way of working for everybody around you. Your staff will enjoy your job, their jobs a lot more. You'll enjoy having people around you that can do your jobs and you will really enjoy working for yourself and running your own business because you've got that trust there and you've built that relationship with people. So trust is such a critical part of business. If you don't have trust in your business, you're more likely to lose all of that balance and the boundaries that I talked about to begin with. You're not going to be organised because you're going to be constantly looking at what other people are doing and seeing double checking their work. And therefore, you're not making best use of your time. You're not working smarter or harder. So sometimes it's good to really just take a step back, have a check in of what your systems are in place, how everything is going, review and share. I found that it was definitely easier to be open with people around me about what was going on because that built a level of trust and understanding so when people understand more they tend to believe in you a bit more so I would share what was going on I would share good reviews I would share bad reviews I would share what customers say my my staff would do likewise with me so that I could really understand then what changes needed to happen or you know whether people needed a bit of a motivation or a pick me and that way then that built a really good relationship that made all of everything else work much better around me. So trust is definitely the key to a happy business.
So there you have it, folks. That is my BOSIT method. So just to recap, B stands for boundaries. O is for organisation. S is for self-motivation. The second S is for systems or structure. The I is for intuition. So trust your gut instincts. And T is for trust. So that should set you up to boss it like a business baker, whatever business you are deciding to do. And that is it for today's podcast. Now, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I will be going through each of these elements of Boss It in my future episodes. And hopefully you'll be finding these all useful and helpful for you in your business, whether you're just starting out or whether you are already in the baking and food industry and wanting to grow and develop your business. But I would really like to know what you think. So do drop me a message. You can get me on Naomi at bakingboss.net. You can also send me a DM. I am on all the various different social channels at Naomi Rose Baking Boss. So do let me know what you think, if there are any topics you would like me to cover or whether there's more useful information that you would like to know about. I really want to hear from you because this podcast is here to help you and I just want to share what I've learned along my journey and make it easier for whatever business you are thinking of doing and help you build a great business because I love running my own business. I also love baking and I think you can really combine the two and make them work and I want to help you do that. So this podcast is for you. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. How are these podcasts working out for you? And I hopefully will see you again on the next episode. Have a great week, whatever it is you are doing. And as ever, happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.